Welcome back, you guys. Welcome, welcome back. This is Percy. I'm LD. And this is Two Go Mics. Mics. What's been going on, friend? <laughs> quick, quick catch up before we get into you know the things that we have lined up. I know. I haven't even asked me like what's going on, y'all. You know exactly, but I have to tell the people. Tell the people. Give these are <laughs> our friends too. You guys are our friends. As well, so we have to give you guys like well, some associates, but I love y'all. Oh, no, associates, associates, but I, I definitely love y'all. Uh, what's going on? Nothing really, just work. Uh, getting ready for vacation. Yes, emphasis on the vacation, emphasis on the vacation. As we are filming this episode, we are getting ready to go to. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. For Percy's birthday. Yes, the big 3-0. So, you guys, I'm excited to celebrate amongst family and friends. We're just going to kick back and have a great time. Yeah, he's turning 30. Any, I guess when we when we talk to the to the people again, you'll be a different age. Anything yeah. you're looking forward to? Ooh, like... I don't know. I was just having this discussion with my mom and my sister. Because... Uh, it was just recently my mom's birthday. We were all sitting out on the patio. We were talking about age and growing and just pretty much yeah, always feeling like you never have it figured out. And so I was telling them, like, I can't believe that I'm actually turning 30 because I still feel like the 18-year-old, 20-year-old boy, you know, they're still trying to figure life out. So I don't know what to expect with 30, what, will come, what type of wisdom will come with it, but I'm hopeful, you know. That, you know, great thing for good head. That's good. I'm happy to hear you say that. You know, you're crossing that milestone. You're not Ooh. quite there yet. <laughs> he doesn't have long. He tiptoed. Long enough. <laughs> he tiptoed. But you threw the dough. Look, about to bust it all the way down, too. Do you have, like, a big goal for the year? Um, Not in particular. What is worse? What does, you know? I'm gonna say like theme the year, you know, I'm big on themes, but like mm-hmm. what is this gonna be the year of for a person? The year of prosperity. Okay, prosperity. Yeah. I've been claiming it since the beginning of the year when we went out and celebrated. Yeah, just prosperity and growth in um all aspects of myself, you know. Percy, getting back to who Percy is and figuring out what that is, figuring out uh what my relationship is and what that requires and which ways we can grow. And also just figuring out life and family and how and ways I can grow in it in my career or you know, just continue to grow. Oh yeah, definitely in the in the career aspect because uh, I don't wanna be working for that part. <laughs> it's, it's time to get these businesses popped off so I can so I can move on. It's time to get them off the board. Yes, the market. Speaking of the market and, and to the market, mm-hmm. welcome to my Airbnb. Oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> I'm like, where's he we're going? We're gonna do. We're gonna do a plug. We're gonna do. We are going to we plug, plug this every single time. time. Yes. And the links will be on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify or any of your podcasts, hello apps, Spotify girls. Hello, Spotify girls. Follow us on Instagram at Two Go Mics. We'll have links there. We'll Let's do a do tour one day uh, soon. But any other updates? How have you been? Nothing, not nothing really. Just surviving again, working. I'm trying to take it slow. My little corporate job. I know because I'm so tired. It's like the days before a trip. 
are so exhausting because mm-hmm. you're like trying to do so much stuff, like get everything in order before we go. Right. I got a dog, get the dog. I got to get clothes, get the clothes. The house got to be clean. I want to come back to some peace. Right. So, Understand. we're getting it done. Tomorrow will be a little bit too. longer day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to clean Oh, got to clean. You know, I'll start that. Well, when I drop my dog off tomorrow, I'll get to it. Oh, and shout out to my mom again. I know I mentioned it was her birthday, but we went out to dinner. Yes, we know. At Iron Horse, and her doctor's part owner there. And when I say, y'all, we ordered tons of food, appetizers, drinks, and he paid for the entire bill. Like, we were completely shocked. Like, it was a great birthday gift for everybody. My mom, okay, she so got on stage. She was up there dancing. And it was a good old time. We had a good time. So the next time y'all go over there with them. Ooh. Let you know. Let me know. Okay. Because <laughs> we're downtown all the time. That mm-hmm. is my partner's favorite restaurant really? in Jackson. Yes. Yeah, we live. Well, you've been to yeah. the apartment. Live mm-hmm. with it. Right down the street. We walk there. It's always let's go to Iron Horse, let's go to Iron Horse, let's go to Iron Horse. So yeah, you know, you can hook us up. We like a little listen, free appetizer. Listen, I'll take, got little, all the I'll take a little I'll take a little free chip and sauce some. <laughs> whatever you can get. Whatever I can get. The wine. <laughs> you know, I love a wine. I'll well, take it. I have to reach into my, my bag, friend, talk to my mom, get on her good side. Right, get on get on her good job. Get on her good side until <laughs> you know. Hook us up. But it was a great but, time. I'm glad. I am glad. So let's get started. Deep diving into the show with our first segment, which is the political rundown. All right. So I remember last episode, I told everybody that I was going to give them an update on what was I going to give update? Oh, on our coinage. <laughs> <laughs> the coinage that we very much need. Yes. Um, the Supreme Court and the case that they're hearing about the student loans. Mm hmm. Um, as you know, um, they are considering the fate. The oral arguments have already been had. Um, a decision should probably come out sometime around June. Mm-hmm. So let me give you a bit of an update if you're not hip to what the student loan plan is. So Biden's plan, if it goes forward, will ultimately wipe out up to $20,000 in uh, federal student loans we'll for up it. to 40 million people. And of course, a big part of those 40 million people are people like us, mm-hmm. minorities, black, brown, queer, whatever. And it will, but it will help to decrease the wealth gap. Absolutely. Um, for us, if it was. So if, if you're making happened. under $125,000 a year, then you would qualify for the student loan forgiveness. Yes. It does not affect private loans, and it does not affect uh, parent plus loans if you have a loan that you took out with your parents. Um, but federal courts blocked the initiative last fall following multiple legal challenges. The administration appealed two of those challenges to the Supreme Court. And they had, like I said, they had the oral arguments last week. Now, when asked about it, Biden said that he's confident we're on the right side of the law. Um, he's not he's not confident about the outcome of the decision yet. As we know, the Supreme Court has a majority of conservative Mm -hmm. Um, justices right now unfortunately unfortunately now a majority of the supreme court justices they did express um varying degrees of skepticism uh during the arguments and at times even hostility like toward the initiative as a whole 
Four justices on the court seem to agree uh, with the Biden administration's arguments that the challenges lack standing. So standing in an argument or in court is the ability to demonstrate that someone would suffer concrete injury as a direct result of the program. Um, so even if they don't agree with the principle, if they decide that it lacks standing, they still have to rule that there's no standing for us to even hear this. So therefore, push it back down to the lower court right. and we'll pass it. Um, so with the standing, this news, right? it is, but they are conservative still. I know we expect them to. Never trust them. I mean, I mean, honestly, you can't ever trust anybody. I know we Thanks. expect them to rule in a way that is fair and unbiased, but human nature—you take your biases into your job. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that was not the case, then women could still have reproductive health care in the world. Well, but the Supreme okay. Court deemed it not so. So you, you, we still have to be weary about that. Um, if a majority of the Supreme Court concludes that the challenger uh, that that it lacks standing, they may uphold it. Like I said, even if even if they disagree with it, student loan legal scholars have suggested that if the Supreme Court rules that the Biden's program is illegal under the Heroes Act, because right now the program as it stands is under an act called the Heroes Act that they could essentially reform it under the Higher Education Act, which is called HEA. And the HEA has a provision that provides fairly broad authority to the Secretary of Education to compromise, waive, or release any right, title, claim, lien, or demand associated with federal student loans. So this act gives them more power um, to do the things that they are trying to do. Um, they have, under this Secretary of Education, they have um, got rid of a lot of student loan debt for a lot of people, especially mainly like um, like tens of millions. Mainly folks who went to some of those schools. Like I don't, I don't I was I was about to name a school. <laughs> some of those um, community colleges or a job. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're from the same city, right, so yeah. you know the college about the name. The people who went there. But the colleges were kind of like a scam, a cash grab. They didn't really um, get qualified to do anything. You can't really do anything with a degree. Those people haven't getting their money back in droves. So shout out to the administration for doing that. Biden administration officials have reiterated that there is no formal backup plan if the Supreme Court strikes down the student loan on forgiveness initiative. So even though they can go under the HEA um, Act, it's not planned to do so right now. But you would kind of just assume that that'll be the next um, logical step. Logical I will step. say this: the decision comes down in June. It seems like it would be the next logical step, but we are back in the presidential race stage. So mm-hmm. people are announcing that they're running for president. We're starting to get into the thick of things. And the girls, like, his run exactly. So his run. Um, for president will probably put this on the back burner for a little bit mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of voters so here's the issue here's the issue with it a lot of people there's social programs we all know we have social programs Medicare, Medicaid mm-hmm. uh, we, we have these social programs 
and everybody and Social Security, everybody does not qualify, but it doesn't hurt you. So that's kind of what they're arguing, arguing in court, that like there's no standing. Like, yeah, you may not qualify for it, but it does not hurt you, essentially. Um, I don't know where my dark went. But I think if it is struck down, it's going to be put on the back burner to focus on the race at hand because it's going to be a very important race. The last race was uh, close. <laughs> um, well, I think I found out today that Trump is going to be is facing criminal charges for oh, what happened yeah. on January 6th. Yes, uh, yeah. So I may, well, I, I may, I'm going to follow up on that story on the next episode to see where we are with that, but he's still planning on running. Um, as well as Ron DeSantis, so governor of Florida. Now, it's going to be messy on the Republican side, but I think if Ron DeSantis gets the nominee, the nomination mm-hmm. from the from the GOP, they may have a they may have a chance there. I, I feel like a lot of people, not me, but <laughs> a lot of folks um, in the Republican Party, they mess with Ron DeSantis. So. Yeah. That's kind of where we where we are on that. Um, we'll keep you updated if we get any new information. I don't know if we'll get any new information about the student loan plan. Like I said, a decision is going to come out on January 6th. We'll sit, we'll read a few of them and I'll come back and give you some hot takes on that. But have your fingers crossed. <laughs> right. Because I need my money. I need that money. That's what you said. I said it all. I don't know. I it's, need it's just, that I mean, like, money. it just popped my bubble when you brought up the presidential race because now I'm like, are they for we sure have... finna push this back and use this as a tool and all that? It's gonna be weaponized. So it's not we gonna are. be no exactly, which is action. why it's not gonna be no action. So I'm just they're gonna weaponize it. If it's struck down, it's gonna be a knife that's sharp because mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna the GOP is gonna make sure they emphasize that the Supreme Court did not uphold. Now, however, Biden does have the power to freeze payments, which freeze them, Joe. If they want, they're still frozen. If so, want, if, if you if you're to... out there with public loans, you know you have not paid loans, haven't paid a uh, a mandatory payment probably like since beginning of the oh, pandemic. Yeah. yeah, since COVID, since he took over for COVID, so he can continue to keep them frozen. And going stall forward, that's also a ploy. Like he can continue to stall them out. Hopefully. We get democratic, you know, we continue to get representation mm-hmm. <laughs> and they continue to do the same right online as we go. So that's their option, but I'm glad I ain't got no payment because I ain't got no money. <laughs> Nothing would change either way. That's what I was The coin has dried up. Uh, changing topic. There are more more states out there are proposing bills targeting LGBTQ rights, mm, and I don't like it. Of course, I don't like it. There have been at least three hundred and sixty five bills targeting LGBTQ rights and queer life since March seventh. Well, through March seventh, uh, the proposed bills cover a wide range of policies. Some seek to restrict transgender people from competing in sports. Using bathrooms, um, some uh, we know are out to uh, stifle youth from getting the necessary medical care uh, that they need um, as well. Here in the state of Tennessee, 
there have there was a bill that passed a few weeks ago along the party line, so it was all GOP votes, to limit adult cabaret performances on public property so as to shield them from the view of children, threatening violators with a misdemeanor and repeat offenders with a felony. Um, folded into this adult cabaret are performances that feature topless dancers, go-go dancers, exotic dancers, strippers, male or female impersonators, which is what's the interesting part because those are drag shows. Mm-hmm. Um... Who provide entertainment that appeals to a prurient interest or similar entertainment. Now, when asked about this, the state senator who introduced this legislation was Senator Jack Johnson. He sponsored the bill. He said, for clarification, this bill is not targeting any group of people. It does not ban drag shows in public. It simply puts age restrictions in place to ensure that children are not present at sexually explicit performances. The law will go into effect on July 1st, 2023 here in the state. Now, here's my take on this. I hear what you're saying, but I don't see what you're saying. <laughs> no, that's right. In order for a child to get into a drag show, parent, like they just can't, children just don't wondrously right. walk around and, oop, I fell into a drag show. Right. It does not happen. Or a strip club, for that matter. These things just do not happen. The GOP has a way of passing legislation Making things a problem, passing legislation mm-hmm. on these things just to say they're doing something. How about stopping? How, how about some gun control? Oh yes. Oh my. How about that? You just, you just because these guns there. seem to be wondrously falling into our schools, uh, <laughs> but there has been nothing done. In fact, in fact, over the last year or two, I can't. My years have run fast since COVID, but Tennessee went from having to have a concealed carry to it's open carry. So you don't even need a permit to, to carry a gun in the state of Tennessee. And this has happened recently, within the last, I don't know what's so. within the last year or so, that they have made it no longer a requirement to have a permit for a gun. So anybody over the age of 18 can have a gun. But all of a sudden, now you all of a sudden now the children are wandering into the into the drag bar. Right. Apparently. It's, it's the uh, it's the audacity for me because you like to your point you want you want to regulate gun control and you can be eighteen or whatever and you go ahead and carry this gun but at the same time God forbid you fall into the titty bar that's the real issue not even the titty bar now I've been to a few drag shows and the girls keep their clothes on for the most part I've never actually seen in a drag show. Well, they were stripping yeah, neither it's, it's neither it's it's, 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 and it's good fun right it's fun. Oh and, oh, and for oh and and for that to that point, you have to be twenty one. Most of the ones I've been to, you've had to be twenty one to go because of alcohol. So, to Senator Jack Johnson, thank you for regulating something that did not need to be regulated. Yeah, this does not make sense at all. <laughs> Serves no purpose. I'm sure there was zero children who wandered into a drag bar, or drag show um, this year. I'm sure it'll be zero again next year. So we appreciate it. Right. I wish I had an applause machine. No. So it all started uh, March. The uh, the Museum of Science and History here in Tennessee had an exhibit on LGBTQ um, policies and just culture here in the South. They had an exhibit. I remember the exhibit. I can't even think of the name of it. But for the opening of this exhibit, there was a, um, you know, the drag queens came out. The girls are out. But usually, if you see drags in public places, they're not naked. 
new obscene. Absolutely. It's just a good time and an expression of inner self. Um, the police were called. The police were police were called to this event. I think they ended up arresting a few people. So, you know, some people felt offended that there were drag queens standing outside, child. So they going to come out at night. Child, this, this is too much. What is the issue? What is the real problem? Because they're not stripping, they're not taking other clothes, they're not doing anything inappropriate. What is the real issue? Folks. I want to say there was a picture of him or the governor, like in drag in college, but you know what? Sure. Nope. You know what? I have no more thoughts. Let's move on to something yes, positive before we end up this. Before we end this section, U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris has announced 175 million in internet access funding for historically black colleges and universities. Affordable high-speed internet is an essential part of modern life. Um, Harris said that at Benedict College, where she announced. Um, that this money will be going to HBCUs for faster internet. So shout out to yeah, Vice President to Kamala Harris. This day in our society, having reliable, fast internet is a necessity. Right, you need absolutely. it to survive, especially at HBCUs, especially for our you know for our our young guys, girls, and those there at those universities. So thank you. Yes, thank you for coming here today. And I would also, you know, like to challenge the states to do that at the state level too for um, these public schools because you have like um, places like where we went to school. I don't want to name and drop or anything like that, but you under uh, funded schools that need high speed internet as well. Things of that nature. So it'd be nice to see that happen as well. But shout out to Kamala Harris for making it happen at the HBCU level. That is Major. It's profound. Major. It's profound. So that wraps up the political rundown for this week. I'll see you again next week for more updates. If you have anything you need us to talk about or discuss, feel free to leave it in the comments. Absolutely. So what the streets have been talking about, Chad? I, listen, I can tell you. So <laughs> <laughs> Listen. The streets have been talking, but first and foremost, let's start off by talking about pre three. No spoilers. I would absolutely not give any spoilers. So this is going to be a spoiler free. So but don't, this don't turn us off, y'all. <laughs> don't turn us off. But I am here to tell you for sure. This is Michael B. Jo- uh, Jordan's directorial debut, mm-hmm. and it was an absolute masterpiece. Okay, well he made a uh, hundred million in sales global sales now in the first week like this is major this is so major that this black king is doing and like when i say the scenes within this movie were magnificent like it's just a good old it's just a good watch i'm gonna see it all the way around uh no i have not seen pre one or pre two it's fine and to those of you who haven't seen go back and watch but i promise you i haven't seen creed two and you can keep up with Creed. Oh, okay, so you it's don't care. Own story. So you don't care. You haven't. Okay, you know. All right. I'm going to watch them all. <laughs> yes. Just telling I'm you. I'm going to watch like, them all. The storyline was magnificent. They have like a lot of black family dynamic that was very refreshing to see. Uh, they did do, do a nod to the ASL community. So that was beautiful. It is. And I saw the little girl on the Sherry it's show. So cute. I saw them. I saw them yeah, yeah, on Sherry. Shout out to Sherry. I like the Sherry. Absolutely. 
And, and then the fight scene itself between Adonis and Damien at the very end was it was brilliant. Like the way that they went about it, how they put it together. Like don't say too much, Frank, because I want to see it. I mean, I, I, don't, see I it. haven't seen anything, but just check out this scene. Like just wait and look for this scene at the end. Mind blowing. Okay, rooting for everyone black. Yes, absolutely rooting what for everyone. What else is going black. on? So also, it. since we're talking about Michael B. Jordan and um, Jonathan Majors, of course, his co-star. They recently did a photo shoot that mm-hmm. has been causing some controversy in uh, stirring up the toxic masculinity community. Uh, you have uh, people insinuating that they must be DL or gay mm-hmm. men just because of the level of affection that they are showing each other in interviews <laughs> and in this photo shoot. The stuff that come out of some people's mouths yeah. is fascinating. Very fascinating. It's so fascinating. have you seen the picture? I have seen the pictures. I have seen that they have done um, a lot of press. Like they've done a lot of press in general together mm-hmm. for this movie. So I've been watching them. You know. By the run, way, Jonathan Major is very well spoken. I love very well spoken. Um, so I've seen them together. Like it's nothing more than brotherly love. I have one, two, three, four. I have like I have four brothers. They're not queer people. We have fun, like we take pictures. We we like it's so y'all will be caught with a type of picture like this. It looks silly oh, to right. me. Like you can clearly I know tell what, that his his bro is right, like you know, right, like this, this is my nigga. I know what love looks like. That ain't it. It's brotherly. Love. It's like brotherly. It's brotherly, but. People really care too much about what other people think about them, so they—that's why they care so much about this. But this, this is nothing. And that's my issue, just with the entire black community uh, as a whole. And it's just—I feel like, I like you and I, like we—we'll we'll tell each other we love each other. We'll take pictures similar to this. Like we have that brotherly connection. And I feel like a lot of black men don't get to experience that with their friends. But they don't. Like straight men. They don't. Also, I, I don't want to sound controversial, but I don't feel like... I feel like we're growing from that place, though. I feel like we're growing from that place. So, in terms of that, I don't feel like we're regressing, we're regressing as black men. I feel like we're actually progressing, which is why these conversations continue to happen. I think and they're needed. And they're needed. I feel like more black men are coming out like, hey, I need love. I need comfort, I need support, I need stability like from not just the women in my life, but from the men, also from the friends, from the brothers, from the uncles, from the fathers. Absolutely. Uh, perspective. I feel like historically black people, we have had to we had to keep a facade of being strong yes. for so long. Talk about that um, in more detail. To the point where it, it may like be that it's a survival Right. Something that we are growing out of. So continue to grow. And if you don't agree with me, something you can kiss. Square up. Fight. Fight us. Oh, I'm gonna send you to jail. But I am gonna be trash. Well, we're gonna beat your ass too, but that, I'm we're gonna show that footage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kinda of police. But yeah, but that's what I was so you know, yeah. it of course as a black male, you know, if you go and you take pictures like this. Speaking on behalf of Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors, like 
I applaud them for even taking these pictures and for showing so much affection in the way that they do during their interviews and their brotherly love because it's a connection that needs to be seen. Like you said, these are the type of conversations that need to be had, and we don't have these conversations in less exactly. controversial moments. And it's like not just happen, so. from our community. I don't want to seem biased because you know I identify them as, as queer, but you know my brothers are having children. We tell each other we love each other. I tell them like, your children come here, love them how you have, how you want to be loved, like holy, mm-hmm. holy. Um, so. It's nothing. It's nothing. And to be honest, a lot of straight people do it. I don't think they realize that they're doing it. And the fact that it's kind of caught on camera for the world to see, it makes a lot of people feel weak. And that's why I hate that. And then, because I just know, like, on a personal level, like, even, like, parental relationships, you have mothers that don't hug their daughters. You have fathers that don't hug their sons or show their type of level of affection. Just for whatever reason, trying to make them a stronger person, a stronger male, whatever, like, that's very toxic. It is. It's, it's, it's toxic when it's purposely done, but I will say, I don't think I did, oh, I did hugging, but parents aren't perfect. Absolutely not. They're human, just like. They're human. They're they can only give you I mean, they can only do what they know, give you what they're what they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. You know, your parent might be a quart, you may be a gallon. No matter how much they pour into you, you'll never feel whole. You really have to be whole than yourself. And I feel like our generation is the generation that is stepping out and improving those types of relationships. Absolutely, definitely. Sure. I would definitely, you know, put out the disclaimer: don't don't pour yourself into anything that's not pouring into you. Oh, that's a word, y'all. Kids. But meet people where they are at the same time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's, there's meet people where they are. Give grace, but there's only so much grace that you can give. But this, is, we are the generation who who are healing. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say that we're responsible for the healing, but we are healing. We we have the opportunity. So when I look at the situations like with different, you know, older generation or the relatives or the friends or whatever, they have done the work for us to even be in this place of healing. So I give grace. I know you love me, but you know, have a good thought. Um, <laughs> right. Do a little work and see what your what your realm looks like, and then decide how to and decide how to you know kind of traverse that that path. But absolutely, I agree with all that. But at the same time, I still want to say, like, just because you come from a certain place, like, just like we're growing at our level, mm-hmm. like, when you hear messages like this and you hear conversations like this going on, don't shut shut it down or shut yourself out and just go with, oh, this is what I I know and this is what I was taught. Just like yeah. we were taught a certain way and brought up a certain way. You grow when you know better, you do better. You do. So just just learn and take those opportunities to learn, and like you said, also exactly. have grace with people as they're learning because exactly. we're all human. We are human. And if somebody tell you that they're done growing, child, let it go. <laughs> Please let it go. There's nothing more <laughs> you can do with it. Nothing more you can do with it. But anyway, what else child, is going on? on? 
just wanted to mention this as well because I thought this was interesting to the conversation um, about toxic masculinity. The Breakfast Club today, chat. I was, you know, getting into my daily Breakfast Club because mm-hmm. we love y'all at the Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the guy, Envy. I love the Breakfast Club. Yes, and Tamar was, you know, she was a guest host this time. And so the question came up. Uh, they were having this discussion about can you call a can a straight man call another man sexy? Who I don't even want to get into. That. I want to know just really fast. <laughs> what are your thoughts about this? And do you think that has some Mm-mm. type of play on the conversation Mm-mm. that we were just talking about? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, is that the is that the friend? Oh no, and no, no, we're no. Rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what they got going on? They got. <laughs> have nothing to do with me. But I just brought one to break that up uh, just simply because Tamar. I think. Oh, what did Tamar say? Tamar, she pretty much. Okay, we already know Charlamagne. He was all for it. I think he was one who initially called the man sexy. He was referring to Michael B. Joy, who is sexy, by the way. I'm gay. I could do that. But Tamar, she had an interesting stance where she was like, mm, you shouldn't. You torn the line. Like I get you saying that a man is attractive, but you shouldn't uh, say that he's good looking or call him sexy things like that. Like because she'll look at you, kind of funny. I don't care how. Don't ever care how anybody look at you as a as a as a, as a man. Once you, I feel like when you when you care too much about how people look at you, mm-hmm. that's more dimension to your masculinity than you just straight up being toxic. But toxic, mm-hmm. I think. So here's the here's the thing with that. The, our community in general, we have a bad habit of making everything hypersexualized. Everything to us has to have a sexual component. Mm-hmm. So her by her saying that, she is attributing me the word sexy mm-hmm. to a sexualization. Take your time. Go ahead. <laughs> no. I don't have the time. Hmm. So that's kind of where we that's kind of where I where I am with it. I'm not gonna say I I, I don't know. I don't I, Because you have to be an open minded person or a person on your own kind of path to understand that calling somebody sexy is not sexualizing them. Absolutely. So that's kind of where I am with it. We're the 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 culture is growing, mm-hmm. but I also know there are other words you can use besides sexy. Besides sexy <laughs> yeah, because a part sure. of sexualized sure. is sexy. Yeah. Sure. So I, you know, it may be. More in tune to a lot of people to be like, oh, he's a handsome you're brother, attractive. or he's attractive, or you're good looking. To not go into the sexualization yeah. territory. So, but and then that's the thing though. Like even Tamar, like after she said that, of course she had her stand, and she was she went back and said she was like, well, I call another girl. I said another girl is sexy or beautiful. Like okay, well you just gave yourself a pass that you can do it, and there's nothing gay about it. But then you just kind of shun Charlemagne for doing the exact same thing. Well, she said beautiful, so it might it for her it may come down to like word choice, like what's your choice to say he's handsome or to say he's sexy. She still was giving. She was still, still a conversation. Oh, 
I mean, she. Was, I know she was very messy. I, I, uh, Tamar. I know she was very much. I love much, Tamar. I, love Tamar. I know she was very much giving that mm-hmm. that type of. But that's kind. Of, that's just kind of where I where I am with it. Like for me, I wouldn't bat an eye. Like I know that you can find people handsome. Like people are good looking. There are yeah. good looking people in the world, and I you can't go through your life trying to ignore the fact that somebody is good looking. Right. You know. So, There's a lot of great yeah. looking women out there that I find attractive, attractive. but child, I don't want them. Like you look good, right? But not for me. <laughs> so anyway, I just it's a, it's, a, it's a sexualization conversation, and we would definitely have to get into how we hypersexualize so many things. Even being queer is sexualized. Absolutely. Oh, and it's and it's oh, nothing yeah. has nothing to do with. Oh yeah, it has nothing to do with sex. Yeah. Like nothing to do. And you know what? Even all. if you break up, since you said that, like if you break up anybody that's queer, like around somebody that's straight, like this the first. That's the first thought that, that they, they have. Because what is, they gonna ask you? Top or bottom? Yeah. No, the first thing that they have is the. Oh, I'm uncomfortable. Well, mm-hmm. I think you're gonna try something. Like, say, what makes you think you're sexy to me? That too. That too. And if the female don't want you, I don't. Want I know. <laughs> I don't. So that's like a very deep thing. But I feel I'm we're not gonna go into this conversation because I don't want to go off on time. But I feel like the sexualization of black people in general can be attributed to slavery. Ooh. It'll be a segment. We're gonna talk about this. We're We're going to we're definitely gonna deep dive into it. But that's I think it could be attributed to Mm, slavery. Absolutely. And Mm. I will say that again, our our generation is the generation of healing. Mm -hmm. We are in a moment of healing in the universe, like Mm -hmm. right now. Like I feel like God is pushing us into that, onto that path. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Let's start healing and growing. So let's let's go. Let's let's go. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. I'm excited to get the episode. So y'all got to come back and join us. I got to go and do it. I'm going to do a little bit more. You know, I got to have my research and my sources. So we definitely have a conversation about that. Absolutely. But people, stop thinking everything is sexual. Seriously. Yeah. Just stop. Everything is not sexual. All right. What's next? What else is on the show? Let's talk about the Oscars. We're going to talk about her long because... um, she not long. She wasn't cute enough to be talking. It about. wasn't. We weren't in the building uh, like that. We were. We weren't deep. We were not. Still uh, white. Period. And so let's just get right into <sighs> the thing that I want to talk about. Our beautiful auntie Angela Bassett was snubbed. The queen of all things. The queen of all things. Queen of all. Let me tell y'all folks something real quick. Let me get real close to this mic to make sure my voice is heard. What do you want from her? What do you want? What else can she do for you? Mm-hmm. I feel like whenever it's time for, there were a lot of tweets going out, a lot of little articles that she was shady towards uh, Jamie, Lee Jamie Lee Curtis because Absolutely she didn't clap right. her smile when she won. Let me tell you something. She doesn't have to clap for you. Absolutely. She doesn't have to be happy for anybody but herself. She, in that moment, just like Jamie Lee deserves to be elated and happy and joyous mm. and gayful that she won. Angela Bassett, a black woman, a living legend, without act anybody that you anybody. I don't care who it is. I mean, you just put look on at stage, the material. Just look at the material. Look at the material. She also mm-hmm. deserves to be emotional. Absolutely. To be sad that she lost. 
Absolutely. to be heartbroken, hurt that the academy has yet again, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. not the first time that she's been snubbed. Not at all. She's been snubbed several times. Since what's love got to do with it? When she should have won then, Absolutely. and she should have been nominated for several roles after that, but they continue to snub her. So she is entitled to feel how she feels. She didn't do anything disrespectful. And let me tell you something. When it comes time for me to win anything and I don't win, I know I should have won. You will not see me clap. Well, you better be glad she didn't pick up her plate and her purse and head on out the door. Mm-hmm. Because when good sis Beyonce lost, what did Adele do? As she should have, she she got her bag and she left. <laughs> she got her thing and she left. <laughs> it's no shade to the person who won. They didn't make the decision. But she did not have to emote. She knows that she was snubbed. But shout out to the people who are in the movie Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. What shout is it? It's a movie. Of course I didn't see it. That's why it, it should have been. It was thing. a good movie. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a good movie. Oh, so don't shade them? Don't shade them. It okay, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. And Jamie ain't, ain't both by herself, but. Yeah, she did. And I like Jamie Lee Curtis. I like, this is, I like Jamie Friday. Lee Curtis. She has not come out and said anything. But it's she levels. Knows. It's levels. You know, she it, it, she she knows that to lose, you know, to be nominated on a high stage and to lose, I mean, it's the same with any sport. Yeah, I'm gonna shake your hand, but I I I I get to be sad. I'm human. Mm-hmm. I get to be sad. Absolutely. And in this situation, I feel like it's just widespread that everybody knows that Angela Bassett is do her due several times over from the Academy. The Academy has a bad, even with the black, um, very limited nominations. Black, not even with the limited nomination, but with the CEO of the Academy, I think, or the the chair of the Academy, the guy, the guy, he's black, he's a black guy. I thought even with him, like, we're still not being pleased. Right. Like there was no nominations for Teal. There were no nominations for the Woman King. And then again, we get another article from a white voter who was like, they should get over. Right, outraged. Outraged. Her reaction. That they like, don't do that. She gets to emote. She's a queen. She's a, she's she's a literal queen. Period. I feel like as as far as actresses go, black, white, red, brown, blue, creme de la creme, creme de la creme. She's top three. Absolutely. She's top three. She's she should be in everybody's top three. Her mm-hmm. and Marla Davis, they've been in like, two spots. She's top three. Honestly, if you name the top five and Angela Bassett is not in it, your list is not respected. Your list it's is trash. not respected. It's trash. And so are you. You have you have no care for the art of the craft. <laughs> right. What do you do? What do you do? Why are you here? Who asked you? Who asked you? <laughs> Move to books. <laughs> that part. Well, friend, what else? That's that's all I have. Did you want to get into some other topics, or you just want to? Um, we got time. To get got, we have we have time to hit a few more. Let's, we have time to hit a few more. Let's hit this one then, since we have a little time available. Let's talk Married to Medicine cast shake up. <laughs> have you seen the new cast members? I have. I sent it to you. I'll chat. See you on Instagram. Selector. <laughs> he, he probably sent on Instagram, y'all. I'll be on and off. But child. According to my very good source, Carlos King and allegedly uh, Ladarius. <laughs> not alleged. I can pull it up right now. Ain't nothing alleged about me. I know I said shit. Uh, well, you know, 
Allegedly. Where's Joy? Where's Jordana? <laughs> Jordana gonna set the truth. <laughs> she gonna set the truth. She gonna set the truth. She truth gonna stay neutral. So Carlos King, he revealed on his podcast that Dr. Cone Tesla and Anila would not be returning. They both got boots this season because they were bringing in none other than Miss Well, let me, let me correct you. Oh, not a correction. Dr. Contessa decided not to return to the show. Which is code for you want to she come on as, not, as nah. a KSB member. She decided and not I didn't to come back. Anila got a boot. But Dr. Contessa decided to not come back. So Contessa and Anila got boots. <laughs> and to bring on Miss Phaedra Parks. Not even about to. And her Dr. Boo. Like, I'm curious to know who her Dr. Boo is. <laughs> They might be like it's just such a mystery. Phaedra makes good TV. I love Phaedra. She's like one of like probably my favorite housewife. Like ever. And I know she has said previously before this news came out that she was given the option on whether she wanted to return to Housewives or if she wanted to go on Married to Medicine. She was given the option. I gave her the option. Here's my thing about Married to, Married to Medicine. I One thing I liked about their show versus other reality shows that have like a theme is they actually had a lot of doctors on the show. Mm-hmm. Anila could go. Hey, Anila, not, don't dislike her, but... Them blogs. <laughs> I looked, I went to look. I, I, no She's going to have to send me what she be talking about on the Ooh. show because I ain't see it. Didn't, I'm I'm being honest. I didn't see I didn't see where she where oh, all the furniture pictures were. None of us see. So she can go. Mm-hmm. I wish Contessa would have stayed. She's a doctor. She has her own practice. On that show in particular, they talk a lot more about their jobs. Like we see them at work, mm-hmm. which is what I like about Married to Medicine. It's a good mix of drama and a good mix of. Madison, yeah, and that's what. Shout out to Potomac girls, Candace, and that's what Potomac was missing last season. It was so it was more mess and no life. Oh yeah, that's that's very true. So I like that they had, and I I particularly like that they were black female doctors on this show, and that they were they are they will not work because they're still doctors on the show. Right, still, but they are very successful. So I just wish Contessa could have. Worked it out, but I understand. You know, some some of that stuff takes a toll in your life, on your marriage, all that good stuff. I am very much looking forward to Phaedra, though. Absolutely, I feel like she's gonna bring the spices. She's gonna bring it, and then you still have those three other female, black female doctors that are on the show. I know, but and I just feel like it's just, it was that was just such a rare occurrence for us to have four black female doctors on the show, mm-hmm. and then what one, two, three black doctors. At four doctors of color at that point because of Anila's husband, Kieran. Mm-hmm. I like Kieran. I wish Kieran could come back. I hope they I keep Anila. You didn't like Kieran? Kieran was hilarious. I love Anila mom and all Her parents. I want to see that. I would watch their show. I would watch a spinoff. I would watch a spinoff. If they had a spinoff. If the mom is involved. If the, the parents mom are involved. And the parents aren't involved. I, I would watch a spinoff. All yeah. her family scenes were absolutely hilarious. Very hilarious and authentic and natural. It's just, yeah, they. I, I get that. I, Andy, I like Andy, come to come close. Mm-hmm. She can she can take don't be tardy spots. Oh, child, Ladarius is snatching y'all weeds. 
in my age. <laughs> she can take no retarded spot. No, we're I not, think we're not watching. So yeah, I mean, who's watching? All right, anything else? Oh, oh, before we move on, yeah, go ahead. Just want to talk about the addition of Quad's ex-husband, Doctor G. He will be returning to the franchise, and he will also be bringing along his fiance. His new fiance will be joining the show as well. So. Let me tell you something. I don't know who this one is, but don't come for Quad. Please don't come for Miss Quad. Don't come for Miss Quad. Because she got it. It makes for good TV, but I am hoping that this is not the drama of the season. You know it's a setup. I know it's a setup. It's a major setup. And I don't like a setup. I don't either. Because bringing them in, she is. And bringing them in, knowing the relationship that, hello, this man has been on the show before. This is her ex-husband. You know how he treated her, and you can say whatever you want about the situation. But bringing bringing them on, you know what it's going to give. It's a setup. It's not natural, and you know it's unnatural. It's a storyline. Doctor Simone, yeah, is it's, really it's good friends. friends with them. The husbands were still friends, so so I feel like she probably it's gonna it's gonna be a, a hot. And niche. you know that Simone be doing all the yelling. Yes, it's gonna be a lot of laughs oh, happening. I'm gonna tune in though. It's gonna be it's gonna be for a good show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be frustrated. But that's all we have. That's all the streets have for today. Let's go ahead and uh, I want to say you want No, Ralph oh, getting a divorce from Drew and then Drew, oh, then the reports come back. Oh, wait a minute. Because all the reports came out that Ralph filed for divorce first. Mm-hmm. This is Real Housewives of Atlanta, y'all. Yeah. And then you turn around and bloop, <laughs> Drew beat him by an hour. I about fell out on the floor. I know. Like, who was keeping up the time? <laughs> I about fell out on the floor. Good for her. So she be on. She be on. Did you uh, see this coming? Absolutely. She should have divorced him when he went to Tampa for them three days. And mm. you know, I will say I, I was a little shocked though because you know during the reunion, like I was giving Raph a lot of flack throughout the season and whatnot for how he was you know talking to Drew and all that, but. He seemed like he was taking a lot of accountability during the reunion. Like, you go back and watch it. Like, he sat there and he was like, you know, I did some things. I said some things inappropriate. I need to watch the way I talked to her. It didn't reflect well. Like, he was, it seemed like he was getting a lot of counseling. And so, I guess he, the brother stopped going to counseling child or whatever transpired. We know how reunion go. Everybody wants to go on a, every, everybody. I apologize to, apology to her right. on a reunion. Well, he played my ass. Drew, I'm sorry that you're dealing with that and that you're going through it, but I, right. I'm happy that you're, you're finding your way out. She'll be getting yeah. a check for at least two more seasons because we want to see the divorce mm-hmm. and we want to see her dating because yeah. she's a beautiful girl. Absolutely. Uh, before we wrap up, I know I keep egging it on. <laughs> Chris Rock, did you watch? Of course not. I didn't want to waste my time. Okay, I didn't either. All right. That's all we have. <laughs> That's all we have. <laughs> Love it. That's all we have. The streets called and, and hung the hook up. <laughs> I did. I, I got to say it. Oh, no. Saying we are live. Yeah. We, we are live. We are alive. We are alive. But that was hilarious to us. It was hilarious. <laughs> A hee hee moment. Mm-hmm. I can't take him nowhere. <laughs> I can't take him nowhere. All right, y'all. So let's move into in our bag. Yeah, let's jump in our bag really quickly. Really quick. What do we have? What's what are we talking about, friend? Let's talk about John Morant. 
Let's talk about Memphis. Big Memphis. Memphis franchise player. Mm. Mm. Ja Morant. Mm. Ja Morant. So, as mm. you all know, Ja Morant has been suspended indefinitely uh, by the NBA for flashing a gun on live in a strip club after a loss to the Denver Nuggets. So, he was in Denver, Colorado. Uh, a little bit more backstory. Um, the police department looked into it. They're not going to file charges against him. But of course, NBA ain't putting up with that. Also, what people have like failed to mention or failed to notice, John Morant was already in trouble before the flash and the gun on live. He um, had a pickup basketball game in his home. Apparently, a young teenager threw a ball at him or a ball from the young I don't know I don't know how to how the went, but most of our people say he got hit in the face with a ball. He proceeded to punch, close fist punch, this young teenager in the face. And then some of his friends kind of roughed him up a little bit. And he admitted that he did hit the he did hit the the young man um because he felt like the ball was the first punch. Mm-hmm. And then, prior to that, I want to feel like he got in trouble at the mall as well. He got into an argument at the, the mall with some people um, previous to this. I didn't get to look up that, that fact. But the team did report that he flashed a gun at him during that, and that was weeks, like a few weeks before he was caught with a gun in Denver, Colorado. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about it, because I have questions. That need to be answered. What questions do you have, friend? Because you flew from Memphis, Tennessee to Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. So now this poses bigger questions oh. for the NBA. You got on a plane mm-hmm. with a weapon. So now I need to know how. I need to know who knew. Mm-hmm. I need all my questions answered. I need all my questions. Because with PJs and stuff like that, they still have to get, go through baggage claim and things like that, too. Like, you still have to get checked, right? Yep. So, how is this gun making it from city to city? That's, that's a very good question. And before we dive deeper into the conversation, John Morant, you are probably a hundred millionaire at this point. You're rich enough where you don't have to prove yourself to anybody, you're rich enough where you're told don't even have to be in the street. You're rich enough to hire security to carry it with them. Absolutely. Bingo. And that's 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 my point in this whole thing. Like it's it's pointless. Like you like you okay, you you might didn't sign up to be a role model. Get that. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because I was okay, go go ahead. Yeah. Like you didn't sign up to be a role model. Your dream was to play basketball and it just kinda of fell in your lap. Don't do it to to be a role model to someone else, but do it thinking about your parents and all the people that you feed. You have your parents are leaving off your salary. If something happens to you, you get locked up, or God forbid, um, s- someone takes you out of here. What does that leave your family? Because you're the you're the one who made it out. They put in all this effort to get you where you are, and and to throw all that away just to be doing dumb stuff like hosting basketball games and having fights at your property. If somebody's there and that you disagree with, security, get them on up out of here. If he hit you with a ball and it was too hard, even though 
Chad, I'm pretty sure you got hit with multiple balls before. <laughs> oh, pause. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you got hit with a ton of balls. It shouldn't have been that big of a deal for you. And if it was, remove this individual from your, your place. And then you have the city. Again, you, you're not doing this for us or for Memphis or for any of your fans, but consider your fans and consider your fan base. Like, you have to move differently. You're not a thug, John Moran. You're not a thug. You're not moving bricks out the bando. You're a professional basketball player. And you shouldn't want to. That's a struggle. Those guys are doing that because that's a struggle, and that's something that they have to do because they have to. What you you have. They're doing it because that's what they feel like they had to do. You do not. You do not, sir. You do not. Didn't I hear that he went to a private school He was, did not grow up. You did like not grow up, up like that. So let it go, Elsa. And stop glorifying it for the for everybody that's watching. It's not a glorifying. So here's the interesting thing. It's not. Here's the interesting thing. I a lot of people are questioning T Morant. We we all know T Morant. He's on the sidelines of the games as Josh's father. He got into it with Shannon Sharp. Do you remember that? And Shannon mm-hmm. was going to beat. He, they dapped it up, of course, got over their whole situation. But a lot of people were questioning the parenting of T. Morant. We see their relationship on TV. It seems to be a jovial relationship. He's always happy for his son. They seem to be good friends. Mm-hmm. I usually, I try not to go the route of who's parenting someone. Because, you know, when you're an adult, you make adult decisions. Right. But when I was reading the article, when we heard about the John Moran situation, I immediately remembered that, hey, he just had an incident at his house. His dad was there mm-hmm. when he flashed a gun at the young boy after they beat him because he hit him with the ball. So now we're at this situation, and I have to question it mm-hmm. because what was the conversation afterward? You were there. You saw your son literally risk his career in that moment. But then what again, was the intervention? We don't know. Maybe he did step in. Was like maybe he's the one who kept it from escalating it to, at the house. Because I would have been collecting my check. Mm-hmm. I've been on call, Richard. My Schwartz. whole goal was to get you to hit me. I threw the ball at your ass so you could swing on me. And people are going to do that. Right. They're going to me. They're really going to do it now because they know that you have a temper and that you can't. And that's how you know he's 23 because what professional NBA franchise player, not not a bench player, shout out to all all the guys in the NBA, but not someone who's, you know, who's fourth string. Fourth string. You're running a franchise. Why are you having pickup games at your house? And then if you are having pickup games, like it should be like your close, close. Friend base, like you shouldn't be allowing this for anybody in the streets to be coming up to. to listen, with listen you. to me. I'm one of those people where I know that people don't grow with you. Mm. And a hundred million dollars, it may not be growth mentally, but it's a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people want, and people want it, and they are mm-hmm. going to get a piece of it. I have a, also have a, have a. Or they're gonna to want to take it from you. Oh, they absolutely because they don't want to see you have it, mm-hmm. and that's that's true across yeah, your life across the races. Yeah. That's true. That's true across. Doesn't matter who it is, but I had a, a few thoughts. I know that you mentioned like 
You don't think that he should be glorifying this? I'm kind of on that that tune as well. The lifestyle that you live, the lifestyle that has kind of driven a lot of culture, we as people have to understand that that grew out of necessity. Absolutely. You know, people trapped out the bando out of necessity as a way to escape poverty. Is it the best way? Heck no. Yeah, no. Was it the only way? Absolutely not. For some. For some. We can we we were definitely discussing we, that. We'll throw some. We'll throw some. But to be on a national stage, have the platform that you have, is not something that you have to do. The Memphis franchise in general kind of taps into um the streets. You see a lot of their promotions, you see a lot of their marketing. It's aimed at the black culture here in Memphis. Like, mm-hmm. that's what the grit and grind of being a Grizzly fan, a Grizzlies player is. So, now I'm kind of wondering, like, what is the organization doing? The culture of the organization, like, it's almost like, I wonder, is it fueling his fire to be more gritty? That's an interesting point you bring up because then you got to think about his teammate, Daniel. I mean, not Daniel, uh, Dylan, they got uh, suspended because he was fighting uh, the Cleveland player. Uh, what's his name? It escapes me. I have to look it up, but Dylan got suspended for being physical on the court and almost getting to altercation, which is something similar to what John Morant had going on into his backyard. That I'm pretty sure would have escalated further if you didn't have people on the NBA platform separating me with security and all that. So, to your point, it's like, is this something that y'all have been able and something that y'all need to, you know... Repent? I want to say that they may have. I want to say I read an article where one of their teammates had expressed that they needed to stop going out like in mm-hmm. other cities because it leads to complications. Going out to other cities, like, yeah, like going out to the clubs. While Just the teammates, road. yeah, because apparently this is something that they do. They go out, See? despite all the. I feel like the <laughs> Dylan Brooks, by the way, was Dylan. Uh, the reasons why I'm trying to figure out, like, where did this gun come from? If y'all flew here, Ja has since checked into. Um. I'm going to say call it a rehab, but he's checked into a center in Florida. So what they're going to do there or what's the treatment for, I could not tell you. But he definitely needs a therapist. I thought you were going to say treatment. <laughs> no, not treatment, a therapist. Yeah. But this dabs into the bigger conversation of a lot of our black men and women. Like in our community, mm-hmm. how we need that. Because you think about it like this there are so many things that happen before you went live. To go live, you got to get on Instagram. For mm-hmm. one, you're taking steps. You got to click the live button. For two, you got to let the thing load on up. You got to let the people come into the room. I feel like from the, the thought, I'm about to go live to actually being live to thousands of people, I feel like it's like a two to five minute. Kind of process, mm-hmm. and it was late at night as well. And in between that time, 
nothing in your mind tells you this was not a good idea. I'm pretty sure not, though, because you're in the club, you're intoxicated, like. From the hotel to the club, nothing tells you that you are John Moran and you should not. I don't not need a gun. gun. Right. You're sure rich you in, you are rich enough to have your security fight at every city that you're in. You're rich enough to have security well enough, well-trained enough, well-knowledgeable enough to have a gun license in every state in this country if they legally can. Absolutely. Great points. Great points. Uh, Breakfast Club. We we were really just promoting the Breakfast Club today. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. Club. Kim Whitley, Tisha Campbell-Martin, and Yvette Nicole Brown were on the Breakfast Club. A few days ago, promoting their new show, um, and they asked them about role models. Like, do they feel like as a celebrity that they are a role model? That they have to be a role model? Even go Brown, of course, she said yes. Um, she feels like that that's a mantra, you know, a mantra that she has to take on because she started on children's shows. She knows what God sent her here to do. Bree, um, Kim Whitley. Did not agree mm-hmm. necessarily that like she has to be like a role model. So I kind of wanted to bring that up because maybe John don't feel like he is a role model. I don't think that he has to be a role model. If John, if you just happen to stumble across our small show. Mm-hmm. Out there in the because we, we are fans. We are, by the way. I have a picture you, of John Morant in my Airbnb. I've got a picture of John Morant. It's Same you can't see it, but you can't see it if you listen to it on Spotify. You definitely won't see it. But I'm pointing to it. He watching us his entire he, time. He he literally up here on this wall. He yelling at us, y'all. Like, yelling. Like, really good picture up on this wall. But um, I just want to give a message to that that young black brother. I don't think that you have to be a role model. I don't. I feel like when we put that role model pressure on people, it's a lot to live up to because the, the I won't say the fun thing about being human, but the fun thing about being human yeah. is you get to make mistakes. Absolutely. And you get to grow from those. But I do, regardless of how you feel like you're a role model, you do have to recognize as a person, no matter what level you're on, no matter if you're famous or not famous, you can be working the nine to five down at the seven eleven. But you have to know that somebody is somebody admires you mm-hmm. on some level. No matter who you are. You can be your sister, your brother, your cousin. Somebody is somebody admires you. And you should always, within reason, move in such a way to where If it were you watching, you would feel comfortable like like doing it. I guess. Yeah, and then and then again to your point, like it's not about even about being a role model. I think the conversation should be more around being responsible. Like you have a responsibility again, like I say, to not your just your fans, but have a responsibility to yourself because you to whom greatness is given, like a lot is expected of it. So you need to you need to make sure like you stay on the right path with it. And I really wanted to have this conversation because, and 
Ja and the world needs to understand that he, yes, he's a black man, young black man. But right now, he's in a privileged position. Right. So many of our young people, black and brown men, are in jail for the exact same thing. Absolutely. Way too talented. To Way too talented. To not be knowledgeable about and vigilant about the the gun laws in their state, in their hometowns. And it's it's the same for job. That's kind of why I kind of wanted to have this conversation here because we we have a thing for guns. Given the state of the climate. And the craziness of the geopolitical like scope and, and spectrum and and, all, and and politics and the policies that are being passed right now, I don't blame anybody for wanting to have one. Absolutely, that's the only way you. Speaking of my opinion, the only way you really feel like you have protection of yourself because people your don't fight no more. But yeah, people do not fight. And when they do fight, they jump. Which I didn't like that part either. Yeah, I'm just saying. I did. Like you gonna hit, like if you gonna fight somebody one, right. you we square one on one. I have your security whoop his ass or y'all one on one. But other than that, no, don't have your security catching a charge. That was my dumb story. Well, it's better security catching than you. Be smart. Security be smart. If I had security be smart. Security getting paid to catch that charge. <laughs> security ain't getting paid while they sitting in jail. Well, they are not. For three to five. Just your job five to <laughs> so that's why Glow really fired her security. He spoke oh. out. We did. But Glow was wrong. Shout out to Glow. She's from Memphis as well. Yeah, big Glow. Big Glow. But Glow was wrong. You don't, you don't have your security beating up on nobody. Now. All this said, like, we just want y'all to grow and learn from what y'all are going through. We are all, like you said, humans. We're all having a human experience and we're going to make mistakes. We just hope that this is one of the mistakes that y'all actually learns from and becomes better because of because we don't want to look down a year from now and you're caught up into something that's going to. It doesn't lead you to go to jail, exactly. lose your, uh, I can say scholarship, jail, lose your, <laughs> lose all your NBA money, like because you pissed, you pissed the NBA off, like you got off on the charges, but you pissed the NBA off, and now you suspended from games, like it's not a good look. So just be cognizant of the things that you're doing and how it can affect your your flow, your income, your money, because you are feeding not only John Morant, you have a daughter. You have uh really don't worry about your child. Everybody, everybody else can yeah. get a job, but think about the child. And just to wrap this up, that thug, the thug life, the hood life. I want us to remember that it's nothing that our people wanted to do voluntarily. Bingo. We are simply people are simply doing what they need to do. To survive. Absolutely. And I know different avenues of our culture have made it possible for us to capitalize off of this, to have financial success and fame off of this. But let's still remember that there's still people there. I mean, we're still there. And And suffering. And it's suffering. And it's not purposefully. Right. So the things that we are perpetuating as cool and hip, you're on a platform where instead of you, I don't want to say pretending, 
to be this this character, you could really be making a change in these communities. You got enough money, Thanks. you got enough resource, you got enough pool pool to be to literally make changes in the community. I hope wherever you are, you are having conversations with somebody who is trained and professional about mm-hmm. the the caliber of the decisions that you are making because they're not the best decisions. Mm-hmm. But you have time to grow. You're right. It's a 23-year-old. You're 23-year-old. You're 23 years old. You can grow from this. Absolutely. You can be edgy without glorifying aspects of what you think it means to be good because everybody who lives in these type of communities that are glorifying them. Let's remember that I almost feel like it's like cultural appropriation. Let's remember that this is not Yes, that's what it it, it's kind of it's, it's tearing that because this is not the community that you grew up in. It's not a struggle that you necessarily had. Mm-hmm. And if anybody should be making money off of it, it is those who are in these communities struggling, like wanting to be out. Absolutely. And when I talk about those communities, you know where they are in your area. We have further conversations on how black people ended up into these. Close to uh, Dr. Martin Luther King near you. <laughs> you know the hood is always close to Dr. Martin Luther King Boulevard. <laughs> I read a few books of how black people were kind of forced into these pockets of mm-hmm. communities. And these are the communities that we know today. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would definitely have more conversations surrounding that. But y'all do better. Yes, do better. For the Grizzlies... The culture needs to change a little bit. We we love the grit and grind that's yeah. Memphis. On the core. But we own the core, but we need to make sure that we are doing our due diligence to uplift our communities here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They're doing everywhere. a lot of great things in the community as well. So we they are. I've worked with say- there. I've yeah. worked with their giving arm before in a previous role. The mentor Memphis uh, Grizzlies mm-hmm. used to be the Grizzlies Foundation. Like I've worked with them on several things. So I know that they're getting out there. Exposure players more. You're, you've chosen mm-hmm. this young breakout star as a franchise player. Keep in mind that he is just that. Young. Right. Absolutely. Keep in mind that. And yes, he has parents involved, but sometimes when that limelight is on your face, you don't know who's trying to who's trying to who's trying to share that light with you. Oh, that was. That was a lot. Oh my God. That was a lot. Don't kiss that shade. We're going to leave it there. We, we are, we're going to drop it there. Uh, let's close that bag. Yeah, let's go ahead and close let's that Let's close bag. that bag. Great conversation, though. Wonderful. Great points made. Absolutely. Rooting for you, John. Absolutely. Absolutely rooting for you. 100%. And shout out to the, the, the Grizzlies have still been playing well without John. Absolutely, they've been playing because and then incredible with, with the job like they they were on this losing streak like yeah so, so our team is not suffering <laughs> yeah it's not suffering so but we still want you back right absolutely yeah, I, I think mean, he's the thrill he brings the thrill he brings the thrill 
you either have a conversation with yourself about the position that you're playing, not only with the team, but in your life. Oh, yes. Because yeah, that's the most important position. Like, what you're doing on the court, yeah, that's good and that bringing in revenue, but what you're doing with your life and how you're living and how you're carrying yourself, that's what's going to that's the that's what you're gonna leave behind. Your legacy is what you leave behind. So exactly. Be, be, be and mindful. just to say this, because we didn't say this before, but if you were in a club with people, friends, and they knew that you had a gun and they did not say anything to you, chop them from your circle immediately. Ooh. They do not have your best interest at heart. Well, <laughs> they do not. They do not. If you went to that club with anybody who knew you had a gun and they said nothing to you, chop them from your circle. They do not have your best interest at heart. But it's a fact. Bad clothes. We're going to move into one of our favorite segments. Yes, we're getting into the homework. Homework. So, Fred, what was your homework assignment for last week? Last week was what was my homework? Um, I, chat, I don't even... <laughs> He said, wash your body, people. All the parts. That was the homework previously. It was? Yeah. Right. What's the homework? I thought the girls wash their body. That is still prevalent to no. this day. Make sure that y'all still wash say... between y'all cheeks. <laughs> Male and female. I want to say the last episode. Oh, History. Discover your history as Absolutely. a people, as a culture, as a race, whatever culture or race that it is. Take a deep dive. Yes. Absolutely. And then even take a step further and, you know, do some ancestral DNA if you if you feel that need mm. to connect to your We're roots. We're not to talk about that. Yeah. I'm like, what? We need to talk about that. I've heard some things that I kind of like agree with on like Ancestry, mm-hmm. so like ancestry, like when we talk about the roots of the actual African American person versus the African person, right? We can talk about that one day. Yeah, definitely. Deeper, deeper dive. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be really good. That'd be very. very I got good. some thoughts. I want to talk about the entire diaspora because this, yeah, this will be neat. And I got some thoughts. On. Yeah, for sure. My homework from last week was quote your week to set the tone. Feel to do that moving forward. I quoted my week this week as well. I don't have the quote with me, but I. And I was thinking that I wish I would have brought it. But continue to quote your weeks. What's your homework for this week? All right. My homework for this week is personally inspired because, you know, I was I found myself in a moment where um, I wasn't speaking up for myself. Mm -hmm. And so I had to face that. And it it comes in a career form. I was um, discussing something with my manager. And I was like, you know what? Let me tell him exactly how I feel. And. And just pretty much advocate for myself. So I'm telling you all, for your homework, make sure that you advocate for yourself, whether it be in your job, your relationship, or, you know, someone just randomly playing in your face. Mm-hmm. If you need to tell somebody no, because they ask you to do something, don't feel obligated. Choose you first. Tell them no. Like, if you must say no, if and this is what you feel in your spirit, do just that. You have to be your strongest fighter on your team. Absolutely. 100% right. like You're your biggest ally. Absolutely. Ain't nobody fight harder for you than you. You know what you want, what you need. Mm. Speak up. Speak, Speak up. Speak it, friends. Speak it. And I'm so glad that you said that because I was talking to my partner this week, a moment where I felt like I should have advocated for myself more mm-hmm. um, this week. And I plan on doing it tomorrow. 
plan on doing it very soon. Oh, come on. Uh, loop back around. I know it's right. Loop back around because it was it was on my mind so much where I feel like somebody was being let off. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be you know me and my thoughts, and I don't, I won't get into it. I will get into it at a later date if it turns around something big. But that is wonderful homework. That's a wonderful assignment. Say no this week. Advocate for yourself. Absolutely. Advocate for yourself. I I I really feel like that if you're not saying no several times a week, I don't feel like you are truly investing yourself investing in your self care. Absolutely. And it's, and sometimes you get so caught up in trying to people please. I'm a people please. To my core, I'm a people pleaser. Yeah, absolutely. We're Pisces. Yes. We, we're people pleasers. And it's so hard for us to say no and to put ourselves first or to think of ourselves first. It is, but I, but it's because we're Pisces. We're so we're such people pleaser people because we we need that love sometimes. Like, we feel like that's the only way we get it, and it's not. Absolutely not. Yeah. So, advocate for yourselves, people. I don't know how to come What's up. Come up I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to come behind that with homework. I didn't think it through um, this week, but I will say to everyone, uh, read an article this week. I think that's my homework. There's There was so much. I was doing a political rundown, like getting the notes together for today's episode, and there was so much stuff I couldn't I couldn't jam it all. Right. Like, it, it was just, it's so much happening in, not only in the country. Look, let me start here. Not only in the city, uh-huh. not only in the state, uh-huh. not only in the country, uh-huh. but in the entire world. Uh-huh. I am, I know that uh, culture, world culture has shifted to where we get our news from so many different sources, TikTok. Instagram, I know you girls love social media news, but it's not always true. Right. It's not always verified. I encourage every... Neither some of these uh, (laughs) news sources. Neither. But there are still some very good, reputable news journalists out there there where you can go and catch news. Okay? That's a good homework. There are still a few good papers out there. With journalists who are reporting nothing but facts. And I encourage you to find one of those sources. Okay? That's 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 my homework. Absolutely. Find a source. I came up with this because I, I see people sharing stuff on Facebook all the time. And I just read them like that ain't true. Right, that's half of that's half, half that's half, that's not true. It's not this or I see some on Instagram it's like, now let me go look this up. And make that your homework. If you see news or information on a social media website, go and do some research on your own. Mm-hmm. Trust but verify. And you should be doing that all. You should be doing that. But we have we media. have gotten out of. Oh, I love that. Doing trust that. but verify. I, 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 don't, I can't tell you how many times I have said that in my life. Probably in the last month. Like you use that a lot at work too. I use it a lot. You trust but verify. Like mm-hmm. there should be some form of fact checking. On your end to make sure that the information that you're receiving is pure and facts. Absolutely. So there's two. So much Keith, going if on. you're watching, I trust you, but I verify. You said who? Keith, my man. Who? 
Hey, brother-in-law. Mm. I ain't got nothing to do with he it. He gonna verify his will. I do. Oh, I'm best believe I'm gonna verify. Verify together. Best believe. But yeah, that's a good word. Maybe verify, but that's that's the word of the week. Find you a reputable uh, news source, somebody who's giving you unfiltered, not biased mm-hmm. facts. And I know what that means. So I'm not even gonna say that. But who's it? No. I'm not, I'm, I'm a person who studied politics. I understand the importance of having multiple parties. So you need opposition. It keeps, that's what makes it a democracy. However, if you're a conservative or a Republican or GOP, Fox News is not the source. They're going through legislation right now. We talked about this on a previous the episode. shown you that they right. Are, they have been very untrustworthy in their news. Do with that what you will. So do with that what you will. There are other conservative news outlets out there who are reporting some type of news. Um, facts, because I can't say that everything that the the Liberal Party or the Democratic Party, yeah. Tea Party, Green Party, any party is doing is right. always positive. So just make sure that you find something. Vet your sources, people. Vet your sources. Do that work. It it costs. It takes some time, but it's worth it Absolutely. at the end to know to know what's going on in the world. That's all that I have for the people today. That's all you have. Yep, that's all I have. That's all we have. Too. So you got your homework assignments. We're gonna remind you if you have not liked. Us on YouTube or followed or subscribe. Number one, kind of what are you doing and what is what the are you doing? What's the issue? It's free. Like, subscribe, you and comment, people. Yes, Engage. and share us. Send us to a friend. Send us to a friend. If you enjoy the conversation, or even if you didn't enjoy the conversation, send it on over to your friends. Send it via DM. If you feel that way, if you feel like you want to send it via email, you might have a spirit on you. You might want to send it via text message. Exactly. Let that spirit use you and send it to your friend. You can talk Let trash, do whatever you. you need to. Let it use you. Just don't come public because we will come back. Okay? We will. Thank he, you. He definitely In advance. Will. In advance. We've we've got some great content planned for you all. Yes. You'll get a vlog of our trip in Puerto Rico. So it won't be embedded into the video. It'll be its own separate thing. You'll get many vlogs from us. Yes. One thing I love about my friend is we're doing this friend thing. We're, we're doing this together. So you'll see us more. We've got some great content. We've got some great guests planned coming yes. in the future. I just gotta help you. So we're looking forward to it. This is episode three. Again, I am LD. I am Percy. And this is Two Go Mics. Peace.